Hey Roomies, on today's episode of The Same Room, we're going to be having a conversation with Jeannie Mai. She is an incredible host on The Real, and we are so excited to have her with us. Today, we're going to be talking about self-love, overcoming shame, and how to identify healthy love. And let me tell y'all, you can see from my makeup, it got a little it bit, got it got real in here, okay? So it's, it's, it's going to be a great, great yeah. episode. Yeah, shoes off, filters are off, so yeah. join us. Jeannie, we are so excited to have you with us at the same room because this show literally is about fake meeting culture and you do both so boldly. You know, you are one mm. of the hosts on The Real, um, the daytime show that is for culture, but you're also a powerful woman of faith. You know, it's something that I see so clearly when I watch you and I watch how you share your heart for people and just how you express yourself. It's beautiful. And so thank you for being with us. Thank you. And that's good to know that even when I get a little crazy, that it translates. <laughs> that I, I'm still a child of God. It I may make mistakes, <laughs> but I still love them. And that's actually funny that you say that because it's like a full circle moment mm -hmm. because last year yeah. on The Real, you guys shared a clip from the same room and it was about, you know, cancel culture. And you yeah. talked about how you first found Jesus at the age of 24. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? And, and how before you found Jesus, you kind of felt on the outskirts because yes. of how, you know, Christians- The church. Yeah, the mold mm -hmm. like that yes. Christians have for believers. So I kind of want to dive into that. Can you tell us your, your Jesus moment? Like how did you find Jesus and start a relationship with My him? My Jesus moment. This is so refreshing to actually hear because living in Los Angeles, you don't, there's not many people that even ask you yeah. about that or talk about faith in such a very direct way, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like passing by like Urban Outfitters and there's crystals everywhere and then they're yes. talking about like, um, <laughs> you know, zodiac signs and stuff. You're like, how does, does anybody still believe in just good old God, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I grew up actually Buddhist. So, it's really traditional in Asian culture to, to have a Buddhist family. So we lit the incense. Mm -hmm. When you walk into Asian businesses, you see that we're a very faith-driven culture. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you've got the the the, the Buddhist um, the altar, and then you've got the incense, and then you've got the fruit. And then the Asians come in every day early for their business, and they leave out fruit for the Buddhists, and they or they leave out fruit for the for Buddha, and you pray for wealth and fortune, and those things just never like. It never really landed for me. Mm -hmm. And so I remember going to church with my parents, but I remember going more because I got in a lot of trouble at school. I had a, I had a kind of a rough beginning um, with my family. I've talked about this before in the real, but I, I was raped when I was nine mm -hmm. and I had a hard time kind of trying to communicate with people and figuring out how to get some help with that. And also in my family, we didn't know how to talk about that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So. It wasn't a safe place to figure out what to do. It wasn't a place to, to get help. And, you know, my parents were really young. And, and so it, it's nobody's fault, but it just was something that happened. So I remember rebelling immediately. I was doing, I mean, I got tattoos at like 13. I was, you know, messing around with, you know, bad influences, friends, drugs. So I remember my my mom trying to help put me in church because she had friends that were Christian and, and were on the good path. But I remember like in church, at least the ones I experienced, there was always this this feeling of, yes, a welcomeness, but there was also a like praying something off of you yeah. or a... Uh, you know, you, you need deliverance, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's a weird feeling. I get it. I get it today. But at the time it just felt like, it felt like that bad part of me wasn't a part of me that I needed to understand in order to grow from and to heal. Mm -hmm. And that's you what I needed. Yes, yes, absolutely. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
so I, I turned from the church. I really, I, I honestly didn't, didn't really vibe with God and I didn't like the religious part of it. So my mom and I had a falling out when I was 16. I moved out, went to San Francisco, kind of started my career and everything. And for nine years, I didn't talk to my mom. Eight, eight and a half years, about nine years. And it was bad. It was really volatile, like to the point that my family would try to do family gatherings and I would walk into the house and if she was there, I mean, it was a whole, like it was a whole scene. You'd see bottles flying, words. Um, it's crazy how much anger you can have in your heart when you don't feel love. Yeah. Like it's, it's truly the opposite that just kind of like, you know, breathes in you. And I remember being very easily defended, or I'm sorry, easily offended if somebody didn't understand who I was. So whether it was my mom, a family member, or a stranger, I was always into fighting. So we, we did not talk for those nine years. And one night I was in bed around, I was 24 years old. And I was not in a great place in my life, definitely negative against faith, repelled against it, if anything, because I definitely had friends who tried to like come and pray for me and things like that. And I, and you almost feel, when people say they're, they're praying, they're <laughs> praying for you, even though it's a nice thing, it feels very invasive. You're like, I don't need your help. Like, why are you, but it's a nice thing. I get it, but you yeah. don't get it at the time. Yeah. So I fell asleep and I had this dream. And I remember this dream so vivid. My mom and I, we're in a very healthy, I remember how it felt. We were in a very healthy, wholesome place. She was holding me, we were talking, we were doing all the things I did when I was growing up. I grew up in the Bay, I had a very fun childhood. Our family was the only household that was Asian in a, in a Hispanic black neighborhood and we vibed with everybody, it was so cool. And, and everybody was at our house. My mom would cook Vietnamese food for everybody. It was just, it was just a very wholesome feeling. And it felt safe. And at night, my mom would would just like help me go to bed and 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 talk with me, help me take care of my skin before I went to bed. You know, very like girl things that were bonding. And I remember falling asleep with her in my room, which had happened a lot when I was younger. And when I fell asleep with her, I just told her how much I loved her and I needed her. And when I woke up, my face. I, have you ever cried like when you were dreaming, you but you actually and, wake yeah. up and you're mm -hmm. soaked? Yeah. So I had already been crying in the dream, but I woke up really crying. And I had like a line across my face from, from my sheets. And I just remember like, I was, I was so shocked by it all, it was so real. Wiped my face off, went to work. And as I went to work, I was just in a daze because all I could think of was this, this, this immense feeling of, of need to talk to my mom, to communicate, and also that I missed her. But on top of it all, there was this voice behind it that was very clear in telling me, trust me, mm -hmm. just, just trust me, open up and forgive. Wow. And I remember this feeling at the time. It was so, it was so rich and it was, it was, it was comforting. It felt like I was held. And when I, when I allowed my mind to go there and just play the voice, it felt like a thick, like, like almost like a thick syrup covering me. Mm -hmm. And it was very, it was more than my mom. It had nothing to do with my mom. It was actually this voice that made me feel like I could, I, it would be safe. Yeah. So the day went by and eventually I was like, I got to get in touch with my mom. Now at that time, my family had fallen apart. Things had gotten bad. My mom and dad uh, didn't live together anymore. So my mom went and lived on her own. And she actually got, it was so bad 
uh, because my mom and I divorced and our family fell apart because I, you know, admitted that that situation with my family member, that she lived in a U-Haul, like a, above a U-Haul storage in a, in a small space by herself and she didn't give the address to anybody. So I eventually was able to track down the address from her old boss and I went there. And so my mom was in her darkest place too. So it was almost as if I could feel that, you know, in, in, in feeling encouraged to see her. Now, even though I saw her ladies, the wrath and the anger still came through when I, when I opened the door and she, and she saw me there. And we started, it, it, it meant, it, it, the first thing that came out was my initial response, which was like, you know, how could you do this to me? It's been so long and you're, you still make me angry. She's going back at me too. But there was this, this like weight on my heart that was holding me back and just kind of started to like, just started to mute me. It started to get me to just like hush and it got me to listen. And instead of arguing back with her, I just started to stay quiet. And when I heard her, I started to hear these things that I have never heard her say before. And it was almost like my ears were replaced with someone else's that heard words that she said, instead of hearing them as excuses, it hurt, I heard them as her story. Wow. And my heart, instead of being, you know, feeling betrayed and receiving it like, these are, this is all BS. I was listening to it and I felt like empathy for her. Like she had me when she was 16. She didn't know what she was doing. She ran from her father to marry my dad who was, um, he was shunned because of the part of the country he was from. Just all these things that she had to go through and she didn't know what to do. And so um, I started weeping in that same crazy wet drenched way that I did in my dream. And we sat there talking for almost six hours just going back and forth about why weren't you here for me with this? Well, I didn't know what to say. And, and again, that, that empathy, my ears were changed. So even though my mouth had things to say, mm -hmm. my ears received it differently and my heart like That's embedded powerful. it. Your heart was softened. Mm -hmm. Totally. But it wasn't my heart, girls, because I'm telling you, my heart was not there. No, this heart was a hater. Like it was, it was not there. So I knew it was mine and I was trying so hard to fight to, to make it still be mine, but it, it, it wasn't. So by the end of our, our, our talk, we were so tired, I fell asleep. And, and this sounds so corny, but I'm telling you this is so real. I woke up, same like sticky face from tears. And that line that was across my face oh, wow. came from her, her, her bra wow. that I was laying on because I fell asleep. A grown woman at 24 years old was like lying on my mom's chest. Wow. And I woke mm. up and at that very moment, I felt God's yeah. syrupy thick hug again. And I was like, okay, I get it, you're real. That's mm. incredible. And, and from then on, I've just always, I've always realized that what he does teach us, even though it's so hard, mm -hmm. like being a Christian is real. it's hard work. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot of transformation. It really is. It's yes. a constant transformation. Constant. It's like and I hold on to like that old wineskin sometimes. I'm like, but it feels so good. Let me just layer for a second. Yeah. But you know something so fascinating that you're talking about because yeah. what you showed your mom was unconditional love. Right. Yeah. Like that in that moment, hearing her and just saying like, hey, I know like the anger and the animosity I had towards you. But what Jesus allowed you to do was give her an unconditional love. Yeah. And so when you think about in your life, you know, what has really been that impact of also receiving God's unconditional yes. love? 
Yeah, that, you're absolutely right. And that didn't make sense to me then. Mm-hmm. But as I've grown now, you know, from 24 to 42, the moments in my life where I do see yeah. I've extended that unconditional love or even just starting with ears where you just let it be his. Like, yeah. listen as if it's his ears yeah. and just save your feelings for a, another day because it'll be there. But just listen with his. You see and hear things differently. And it's it's crazy that... I know I am who I am and the decisions I've made are a reflection of having followed his path. Wow. And it's a daily choice. And it's also something that, like, it's made me a better person, especially in my industry, especially in my job. Mm -hmm. Like, my intuition has heightened so much that I not only know who I am, but I know who you are, too. And so it's made me move a certain way by being able yeah. to know who people are. And I think we kind of talked about this when we were together, too. Yeah. We have like a, a different sense of, you know, some people call it a sixth sense. Some people mm-hmm. call it, you know, mm-hmm. intuition. But there is a godfidence where yeah. you just kind of you understand things differently. And you don't try to, yeah. you, you know, you waste time if you get mad at people for not mm-hmm. coming through or, or being who they say they are. But you just you just start to just filter people to the wayside as you move either yeah. by yourself because you can trust yourself or with people that you feel that same that same trust in mm-hmm. or or grace to let them right. figure themselves out yeah. too yeah and it's yeah. so funny yeah. that we're talking you talked about how this confidence right yeah and we're talking about self-love yeah it's like a big thing and we'll get into that even more <laughs> yes but, i want to but how self-love uh, correlates to God's love, like yeah. how, how self-love affects your relationship with God, yes. right? And so, you know, you talked about when you were nine and, you know, mm-hmm. having that, you know, situation happen by a family member yeah. and not being believed, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us about like those moments in your life where you didn't feel self-love and how mm-hmm. that affected your relationship with God and how that transformed into who you are now? Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. I think definitely from nine till if it was about that situation, I would say nine till 30-ish, I still didn't understand where God was in that situation. Cause you couldn't imagine yeah. our father ever wanting to, to, you know, for something that to happen. And obviously that's something, yo, when I get up in heaven, let me tell you how I'm gonna take <laughs> up that line. I know there's a pearly gate. I get that y'all have mm-hmm. like different reasons that we may be there at different times, but yeah. I'm going to hold that spot on his lap for so long until I get all my so questions answered. I have answered. so many questions. I have so many questions about why this fool was born, why this happened, why didn't you stop me here? Like, you know, but, yeah. but that, so that's one of them. Like, I want to yeah. understand that. There's so many, I mean, you know, we hear news yeah. all the time where you're like, how could that happen? And um, and I and I don't have an understanding of that now, but what I do understand is the power he's given me to heal, to forgive. Yeah. I'm not there at forgiving my abuser, but I am there in understanding the power of forgiveness in other ways to help my help other women heal and other women get their stories out. That's why I'm an advocate against trafficking. Yeah. I'm I'm so passionate about allowing women to have their space and to be heard and to be seen. So. I wouldn't have gotten this same. I wouldn't have gotten this same type of fervor without having that happen to me before. So that that I get, and and I'm thankful for that. You know, I know that I have a different passion for women directly because of what happened to me. Yeah. But I do think that that situation taught me to have mad respect for myself. Mm-hmm. It took some time, but I have a I have a a very steel wall about what I will and will not accept and what 
kind of people I surround myself with, what kind of choices I make in my career. And that at least has made me, going to bed and being proud of yourself at night is also self-love. Like actually going to bed and, and, you know, pulling up your covers and thinking like, did I do the best job I could today? Even the way you have to handle situations or people that aren't great, did you do it in a way where you actually are proud of yourself? You know what I mean? Because we all have made situations, or we've all made choices where they might be a little bit more, it's pettier than we (laughs) need it to be, or it's more foolish, you know, and and of course, but those, you know, those don't make me feel proud, honestly. When When I hold my head higher than the person who I feel like is still going through, you know, a time that maybe I've already passed, I do I do feel proud yeah. of myself. So that kind of self-love is important to me, you know? Um, when I went through my divorce, I think that was a, another mm-hmm. time that I felt really ashamed because I made that choice. Like, there's no, there's nobody that can tell me, like, I didn't make that choice. I didn't walk down that aisle and say yes. I didn't stay in it for 10 years, mm-hmm. you know? But I know... The con- I know for myself the lessons I learned through that. And I can also see the crazy thing is for any woman who's gone through divorce, she can tell you this. For every year that you stayed in that you knew you shouldn't have, you know the reasons why you did. And that is the part that needs healing the most. That's mm-hmm. the part that needed the, 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 that's the part that needed to go throughout that in order to learn where you are today. Yeah. Like Angie and I talked about um, even today in my new relationship, like I know that, you know, people know about our relationship and of course I'm, I'm very thankful to have a man who is like-minded and who also is, who also values himself in life and enough that we both respect ourselves first to not disrespect the other because we know what respect feels like. But at the same time, if that doesn't work out, like I'm still whole and I am okay because of everything that I went wow. through. Like he, that's not rescuing me. That's not making me now accomplished and 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 figured out because I married and I finally got it right no because I'm so because I've I've had grace and unconditional love for myself Mm -hmm. through what I've been through and the choices I've made now no matter what I have whether it's a marriage or not I'm whole and I feel good to myself and I'm still working progress you know so that that's self-love to me like as long as I remember that because sometimes we'll get to a good place and then we'll find either a great job or a great mm-hmm. man, and then, and then you, you feel like value yes. That. And yeah. then if that gets shifty, then then you lose yourself and you're back mm-hmm. to square one, you know. Or and you have the opposite of that. You don't right. have it, and then your right. value tanks. Your you know value is in that Because that's a personal thing. Can't share. Listen, I can share a lot about that. I really can. I mean, you know, but you. No, and because we were talking about this, like everything you just shared is what we were having a conversation about because even how like self-love is not a destination, right? Right. It's this ongoing journey because you mentioned that every year a woman stays in something that's not for her. There's a discovery of something that needs to be healed. And that's literally, I feel like that's the journey of self-love, like the discovery of your insecurities, the discovery of the things that, and it could be, it doesn't even have to be something that is like spiritual. It could literally be weight. It could be looks Mm -hmm. it could be a relationship so what you're saying because we tend to put value in external things over who we are and when we discover that it's like oh wait no I'm more valuable than anything else that's outside of me but we were (laughs) in it actually you're laughing it's so funny because I'm actually I I, want to say something that I do tap me in sis tell me yeah I'm gonna tap you in (laughs) 
I mean, you were talking about why am I playing? I didn't even notice I was pointing at myself. Yeah. It was like a subconscious you know thing. Like only you know yeah. when you're like, oh, that's me. But we were talking like yesterday just about doing this, right? Yeah. And I was making up every excuse. I was like, okay, I'm sick. I, I can't do it because I. Why? Because I gained 15 pounds during a pandemic. I gained my, my pandemic weight and I hate being on camera. Like I got to, I want to sit like this because I don't want my chin to show. Like, you know, all that type of it's stuff. It's crazy because I so, thought you looked so bangy when I walked in, but uh, that's, that, that's what you're thinking. I get it. That's your so, lens. And so when we're talking about self-love, right, because I tend to, my self-love, I, I think I'm, I'm on the journey, right? And we talked about that yeah. at dinner that day, is that I'm on that journey and I tend to say, okay, I can love myself if I'm, if I'm a size, you know, eight. Right. But if I'm a size 12, 14, yeah. you know what I mean? Then the love kind of wanes, right? So yes. when we talk about attaching you, your self-love to kind of your value in the in society maybe yeah. or how you look and things like that to me how do you find this like sturdy self-love you know because you had unconditional love for your mom yes and you said god you felt god's unconditional love for you yes. how do you find unconditional love for yourself that's like, such a good question mm -hmm. yes the one part i will say is if you do have enough opportunity for me for the, the first the first way of it I'm sure there's many ways right but the first way for it for me is when I found having unconditional love for the hardest thing to love at that time mm -hmm. it broke a dam yeah. that like it, it, it then made it flood so that then I was able to know what that felt like for me so that's for people who have hardened hearts mm -hmm. let yo I'm telling you the prize at the end of that if you can find out how to love that person or how to at least have mercy for them, have grace for them, whatever it is. And and I still have some, like I just told you, you know, there's there's people who have hurt me that I still don't have that for, but I but I leave that as a to be continued. Yeah. Because I want I want to find what else, what is the uh, the genie after that? Because there's a reward for me if I can do that, you know? But for somebody who doesn't have it for themselves, there's there's this quote that that I remind myself of because it's helped me so much when I remember it. If a flower doesn't bloom, do you blame the flower or do you blame its environment, mm. right? So imagine like if this plant didn't bloom, are you going to like blame the plant and check the plant or are you gonna check the soil? Are you gonna mm -hmm. check the light? Mm -hmm. Are you gonna good. check the air around it, the humidity? Mm -hmm. Because that's the reason why the plant grows, right? Mm -hmm. So we are that flower, right? Mm -hmm. But if we're not growing or we're not sprouting or blooming the right way, what is your environment? Who are you talking to? Yeah. What? Instagrams are you scrolling? What things mm -hmm. are you filled with in your feed? What's your mind constantly talking about, even if it's about your body? Yeah. Even if it's constantly like, like when you look in the mirror and you're just fixated on that part of your body, that's poison. That's, that's poison are in the soil. Are you listening to Kevin Samuels? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> what's on your feed? I don't Because I'll be watching Kevin Samuels just out of curiosity, like, what's this fool saying? And it's like ingested in me. I'm like, oh yeah, I do gotta be inside. Hey. So yeah, you're right. Like, well, that's you know something else because I do. Believe, <laughs> you're stupid. Oh, Kevin Samuels. <laughs> but I do believe that there's also the practice of self-love. So you may yeah. not always have. You may not always feel like, okay, I love myself enough to want to do this. But to yeah. your point, environment and sometimes it's the people around you. Everything. Yeah, because if you called me and I'm just like, yes, girl, you know, you should not film. 
that's actually a toxic environment because yes, I'm feeding totally what is the a part that is broken. I'm like, yes, you know what? Well, you need to lose weight before you get on camera. But I think that whatever is around you should speak to the highest version of you yes. and not the version of you that you're holding onto that's that's broken. Because yeah. then when you because I do believe that you can practice certain yeah. things you may not feel that way because even when what the scriptures say about love like love is kind love is patient all that stuff so what does that look like in our lives like how do we show patience like you're you showed up today right you may still not feel like you want to show up but you're on camera we're having this conversation yeah. and what the power of that is this is a practice of your self-love that i love myself enough to still show up even if i don't feel like it like i'm worthy of a con i'm worthy of having this yeah. conversation yes like I have something to bring to the table, yes. even if I feel like I gain weight. Right, you know what right. I mean? And so, to me, it's not like I've it's it's coming from within. It's like I'm forcing myself. So it's kind of like fake it till you make it, right? Yes. So I'm forcing myself. I'm like, okay, all right. Like better face it till you make it. Face Ooh, it. Don't fake it. I like That's that. Good. I don't like that. Face Jeannie. it till you make it. I got it. enough fake face it. Nails. <laughs> I don't need more fake things. Face it life. until you face know what? It. That's, that's, that's it. That's that's that's, that's it. Right that's there. a gem right there. Yeah. Face mm -hmm. it until it's you make it. It's because I, I faked I faked it till I made it, and we all have. But mm -hmm. there's a moment where you kind of meet yourself, and you're like, I'm not happy. And we talked about that that time yeah. in your life too. You went through a few years where you were like, you realized you weren't happy. Yeah. You when you fake it, it'll catch up with you. Mm -hmm. But when you face it, you start mm. to strip away parts of that soiled soil, that yeah. bad the bad poison within your life, and you'll find eventually your truest self because you're letting your truest self sing every time. You're singing right now by being mm, here. Yeah. When you show up for yourself, you really do. That's actually a really big mm. way of describing that environment is to show up for yeah. yourself. Because we've all been there. I've been there. I remember mm -hmm. I was telling her uh, there, was a, there was a programming I was doing for TBN, and they had it was called New Voices, and they, they yeah. had us come out, and there were other people who I admire, and I felt fat. I was like, quarantine has all of us gaining weight. And yeah. I filmed it, but I didn't want to share it. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to share this. I don't like the way I look. And again, it was environment. The people I spoke to, yeah. they're just like, Stephanie, what you said is so valuable. Are you going to allow how you look to diminish and take away from what you had the ability to yeah, say in that that's... moment? And I'm like, you know, I could change this later. I could change how I look, I yeah. could whatever. But I can never take, I can never change this moment. This was a powerful moment for mm. me. And I'm allowing this insecurity to rob me from it. Because yes. it's just like the whole essence of being present in life. And sometimes we're not present in life because we're just, we're so mindful of our insecurities yeah. rather than the environment that we're in. I just saw a butterfly, and I don't normally see yeah. butterflies, but you see the butterfly, it represents transformation. And so it's so yeah. beautiful that the butterfly is yes. just going. You guys can't see the butterfly, but it's a beautiful white yes. butterfly. But it's so, so when we talk about like how you've arrived at self-love, or it's not a destination, but how mm -hmm. your, your journey in self-love and how that brought true love to you, yeah. Jeezy, yeah. Um, what would you say you latched on to about yourself? So if you say, hey, I don't love myself because of my achievements, my looks, my whatever, yeah. what, what is it that you've latched on to love unconditionally about yourself? Ooh, that's That so brought good. you to like mm -hmm. self, being able to have healthy love with Jeezy. Yes, well what's crazy is the divorce actually helped me help wake me up so um in my in my marriage I just I just wasn't at my fullest in that relationship we both wanted different things yeah. we both were different people we had grown to be different people we got married really young so there's nothing bad about the uh, yeah. us personally but being in a relationship which is my environment mm -hmm. who you live with your roommates yeah. your man your girlfriends like that that is a big serious thing yeah. so clearing that 
helped. And then the shame, though, I lived a public marriage in on a talk show daily. And so the day that we divorced and I knew it was out in public record, I had to race onto the talk show to talk mm -hmm. about it first so that it wasn't, you know, I didn't want to try to get shaded in public before everybody else. So that was already kind of shame yeah. because everybody's like, last week you were talking so great about this, but you kind of have to, that's why faking till you make mm -hmm. it is not doesn't good. Work. It doesn't work, right? I, I should have been honest that we were struggling. And so, you know, but all to say, after that, it went through a year of like a, a sadness because, you know, you go and make all the phone calls to your family members and you tell them why things didn't work out. The kids involved are all like, you guys were bombed. What you know, you just feel ashamed. And then I looked at myself, and you're right, as women, the way we look, our health, whether, and health is number one, right? Weight gain, weight fluctuation, sure, but are you healthy? Yeah. And mental health is just as, as important as physical health, but let's talk about physical health first. Because women, I mean, women who, we are in a business where we, we are blessed to have glam, and we are blessed to kind of be constantly reminded what the newest hair and the newest face looks like. But women who don't have access, access to that, you can tell when a woman kind of starts to let herself go. Yeah, you can yeah, tell when yeah. we don't prioritize ourselves. And sometimes it's moms because, yeah. you know, you prioritize your kids, your family, your, your household. But I noticed that I let myself go in weight. I was mm -hmm. really thin. I, I weighed like 99 to 100 pounds, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I realized that... I wasn't happy in my relationship. I kind of fed into the idea of Hollywood whenever I you know, got sized for things. When yeah. you get a sample size, it's so nice to just fit into it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't eat carbs. I did this whole LA thing. Mm -hmm. there, LA's got this thing with carbs, yo. Like, <laughs> you think you're walking to a burger joint? No, everything's yeah, no, made out of lettuce, but it's, like, it's not real, you know? Um, and so, so I just, I had followed into that. I hadn't eaten a, a piece of rice or pasta for at least 10 years. So I weighed, you know, 100 pounds. I didn't have my period for maybe like, mm. like I'd have it twice a year. It was oh. bad, but I was normal with it for 10 years because I was thriving in a career. I was faking it till I made it. I had a great career, I had money, and, and I was not healthy myself. So I, um, I was woken up by a great friend who was like, no, girl, you look crazy. Yeah pointy and bony and you just you look frail you look weak if anything I'm just saying like I don't know you might think that you're look you look healthy and sexy but actually you look like something could hurt you easily yeah. because you know mm -hmm. and so I gained 20 pounds and it was the best thing that I did for myself not just the weight but just watching myself break my own rules wow. like break I like eat the carbs or to go in and, and force myself to work out and actually find ways to enjoy it and, and watch myself build like muscle definition. Like to see your body actually get toned, you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. And then from there, the mental confidence ch chips in and then when you learn how to break rules, then all of a sudden you start breaking other rules. Like yeah. if, like I was dating, but I was I'm, I was at the time 40 and dating, so you're like, maybe I should just like take any, take, ch take in the dates right now just to, because you never know what it could be like nowadays. Like everybody wants young people. So I I was accepting people that were like, I mean, I would sit across the table from people that did not deserve yeah. my presence, mm -hmm. you know, and and yeah. I would be caught up. Like if they didn't call me back, I'd actually get offended. Like, why aren't they calling me back? I, I'm Jeannie Mai. But then why am I caring about what this fool who doesn't even <laughs> right. understand my value <laughs> thinks about me? Like, it, it, so I really had to break that and, and turn off dating so that I, I turned off things that could actually make me judge myself based on their reaction. So if wow. it was... The fashion world, red carpets, uh, men, things like that. So for that whole year, I really just like stayed by my damn self, eating, gaining weight, getting healthy, 
and then doing things for me, like traveling by myself or having great conversations with friends. And I got to such a great place that when I met Jeezy, I was a different person. I liked me so much, I was having a date by myself. Like I literally was sitting there like, I liked what I was saying. I liked how I looked, I liked how I fit my clothes. And I liked how I was making this man feel, but it was about me. And in turn, he, also enjoyed my presence. Of course, he radiated back who he is. And then we found each other. But the point was, I w- I'd been across that same table hoping they would like me or hoping that I looked pretty so that if anybody walked into the room, they would notice me or mm-hmm. like he was noticing me or he would think about me when he left. I wasn't thinking about whether or not he was as into me as yeah. I felt as good as myself when I went home that night. You, you know? You, you brought something to the table. Yes, yes. And it was through taking care of yourself is what yeah. I hear. Like you started to take care of yourself and show yourself love. Yes. And that's just how God shows us. He, yeah. he thinks we're worthy. He thinks yes. we're valuable. You know what I mean? Like he sees that, but we have to see it for ourselves to mm-hmm. take care of ourselves. And that, you, would you say, sparked your self-love? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. a that's really so great lovely. parallel. Yeah. You're right. That is yeah. really ultimately God's love where the most similar love I think we can compare God's love to, at least for what it feels for me, is like how a mother looks at a child. Like, yeah. you know, some some of us, we look at the child, we're like, yeah, all right. But the mom can, <laughs> the mom's like, this kid is an angel. This kid is beautiful. This kid is like, look at it. It's sitting, you're like, I okay. I when they see it posted, like, post my child, my child's amazing. We be like, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> the other like, mamas. Okay. <laughs> But you yes, are supposed yes. to have that about yourself. Yes. You are, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, even I, I ask you this, Ange, because we did talk about this before, and I, and, you know, I, I love Dan so much when we went out to eat. I was like, the next time, we're not going to be sitting here eating because we did order half the restaurant. Don't lie. <laughs> you and I ordered half the restaurant. But I was like, we are going to go hiking. Like, we, we, I yes. want us to be talking and hiking and being outside. Yes, and I will That's take good. you. I will take you. But, um, like, part, going back to that environment mm-hmm. thing, like, how can you do the things you enjoy, but like, do them in ways where you break your, you break your norm and start doing mm-hmm. things for yourself that also help you in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, those are things you have to start incorporating. Yeah. And that discipline that God teaches us in working out, yes. in choosing yes. to say no to that date, and God's love. What's so great about it is yeah. it does require discipline. It does require work. Mm-hmm. You don't just you don't. you you don't get to your best self just by thinking it because when you are living in the same place when your mind starts to change your friend starts to change Mm -hmm. and the way you choose to live starts to change and your job choices starts to change so you have to discipline yourself and make you have to show yourself and make those changes and Mm -hmm. what does that look like like you would only know for yourself but when you get up in the morning like for me I used to check my phone first thing like Mm -hmm. my phone was right there and it would be my alarm it would be my first thing of news it would be my text messages I don't have the phone in the in the room anymore or it's like it's not reachable you know like somewhere else Mm -hmm. you know and I actually have on Amazon clocks for me and uh, Jeezy to get because I want us to use alarm clocks because you know you it's too easy to use the phone but that phone is, that's not discipline. Like you, you already work in social media, like there's no point, yeah. you know? So that's the first thing you do. And then what do you do? How do you control if you have the ability to, you know, um, tell your assistants or start your, your day mm-hmm. at a certain time so that you do you first? What is that? Is that a morning walk? Is that a morning run? Like mm-hmm. how are you disciplining yourself, you know? Um, I, I think that we don't discipline ourselves enough to take care of ourselves first. I love what you're saying even about discipline too because I do believe for everyone watching like even when you talk about 
um, the divorce and all of that and coming yeah. into a place of healthy love with yourself before finding that with someone else because I think that's where the gap comes in where we start to settle like when we settle. reject let's say discipline when we mm. reject things that would actually cater to us then we're looking for who can meet us and keep us where yes. we are yes. right and so mm. the whole concept of discipline is like I might be here but I'm not gonna stay here so I don't even want something that would keep me in this yes. level that's so so that's good. Not even just be a placeholder for now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that's sense. so good. And when you, <laughs> I'm yes. having the moment. And, and you know what's so good about it is that it mirrors God. Yeah. Yes. How like when we talked about why self love is so important for your relationship mm -hmm. with God because yeah. it mirrors God. Yeah. Like discipline, taking care of yourself. Yeah. This is all the things. Because God would never keep you yeah. where you are. Yeah. Like He would see. He He loves you. But he will get, his words will call you higher. Yes. Like there's so much more to you. You know, get up. Let's do this thing. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's why the lack of self-love kind of is dangerous to your mm -hmm. purpose. Dangerous to all the blessings God yes. has for you because you're not rising above. You're not yeah. needing, you know, you're, yes. you're, not, you're not taking that it next step. It taints all yeah. your choices. Yeah. It, it, oh, it yeah. really that's taints all your choices. Way, yeah. It does Everything. taint Because it becomes a perspective. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and being able to learn how to place him, which means also you first. Mm -hmm. I, I really feel like when you love God first, it's also loving you first. Yeah. When you do that, you notice everything shift in its priority. Mm -hmm. You'll see it and it feels so much, the air feels so much cleaner when you don't have everything else kind of taking mm -hmm. up your space, you know? Mm -hmm. And I used to be in a relationship where you kind of, you know, you worry first about them and, and you know, what, if they're happy, if they're getting fulfilled, if you're sexy enough for them, if you're mm -hmm. keeping them occupied or you know um, supplied with all the womanliness that you have, but actually, the most attractive thing is a woman who takes care of her damn self first. Yeah. The yeah. most attractive thing is a woman who knows her worth first, that she could walk out that door and she'll be okay. Yeah. And 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 I and I know that for both of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so because of that, we have an equal respect to each other, where we serve one another. And we also do that by serving ourselves so that we can be the best for ourselves and then each other, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that you, I'm, I'm actually excited for you and being a single space because mm -hmm. I didn't know that for that long. I only knew that after 40. And I told you about this. Like, I don't want you to wait that long to get mm -hmm. to where I am mm -hmm. to have learned that. But for you and every gem that you're picking up now, like, you have so much time to enjoy this process of, of mm -hmm. getting to that rather than waiting for a life tragedy to hit. You know, I feel like you know that's where I'm at right now. I'm like yeah. before I was like you I have are to in have that place right <laughs> now. No, 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 it's no. So yeah. good. I, before I was like I have to have a, a husband. Where yeah. is he? I'm I'm 31. Like where's yeah. my husband? Now I'm like okay, I understand why I'm single. I definitely need this single season, but now I got all this mess I got to deal with. Yeah. So that's where mm -hmm. I'm at right now. But when we're talking about these promises we want to make yeah. to ourselves and yeah. how we want to start taking care of ourselves, if we could all go around and just talk about what's one promise in this new upcoming year mm -hmm. that we want to promise for ourselves to, you know, that's involving self-love and kind of leveling yes. up. What would you yeah. say? It I is think for you? mine would be with weight because I've gone, mm -hmm. I've always, <laughs> I've, it's, it's, it's real. Stephanie's like, look at how nice Stephanie is, y'all. See, like, that's a, yeah, but that's a Stephanie thing. I want to hear exact, be specific because yeah. I'm excited to see you when you're there. Yeah, so because what is I've, I've struggled since I was a kid. I've always gone, like, it's been an up and down thing because mm -hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, a family member said to me, and I think that shaped, it, 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 
it did something to me that I didn't realize had such a stronghold, yeah. and I was changing in front of a family member. What and did so, the family member say? oh yeah, because they so they looked at my thighs and they were like, "Why are your thighs touching?" And I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> like, aren't they supposed to?" They're like, "No, your your thighs." And I was a kid. They're like, "Your thighs shouldn't be touching. Like, you should lose weight. That's that's not that's not okay." So somehow that, that created such, I mean, I went through moments where I would binge eat, then I would not eat at all. And then I remember one time I was like, food is the devil. It just goes in you and just leaves you fat. <laughs> and I remember one time I almost fainted just out of not eating. Then wow. I would just have this up and down, up and down, up and down. And it was always about, okay, I'm going to work on making it to a goal. Like if yeah. I lose this much weight, then I'm good. But when I lose that much weight, I go back to eating again. Yeah. And so for me, the promise I'm making to myself is that I'm not looking to be on a journey of a targeted weight loss, but a journey of living healthy yes. and not about, so I'm eliminating all the diets, all okay. the, you know, like it's, so it's not about like, let me try this new diet. Let me right. try that new thing. No, what mm. works for me? What is healthy to me? What yeah. keeps my body alert? What yes. keeps me going? What gives me energy? Mm. And I love working out, but then I'm, I'm working out now from the place of, I love me. Yes. I'm doing what's good for Perspective me. Perspective is everything. Yeah, not yes. that I'm doing what would get me to this target so that I could appreciate myself more. No, it's a journey. And I want to be able that when I'm 80, I want to go for a run. Yeah. You know, and not just when I'm in six months, I want to look like this for a photo shoot. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. So just a more of a longevity perspective when it comes to my relationship with my body. Yeah. That's really good. I love that because when you, you know how you have those days, like, okay, this party is on this date. I got 30 days. That's me. I got 30. And it's like you just, I end up getting bigger during that period of time. And I'm trying to lose weight. It's like I end up gaining weight because it's all this pressure and stuff like that. So your goal is just to be healthy yeah. and have a healthy relationship with And I'm doing that because even from the last time we filmed till now, doing that, I lost about 10 pounds. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. And just focusing on, I like, what workouts do I like to do? Yeah. Let me focus on that. Yeah. What? like what is healthy for me let me and if I want to binge not binge but if I want <laughs> if I want to eat something that I like I can it's portion control that's discipline like I don't have to have the whole plate I'm not that hungry right yes. I could taste it and I'll be fine and so for me is the journey of knowing like no you're okay like listen like listen to your body and just do this thing you know so that's my promise that's a good one. We'll keep yeah, you accountable. Yes. Like yes. <laughs> My promise is definitely the same. Okay. Um, I would say that I definitely have a promise of wanting to be healthy because, okay. like you said, I feel like when I feel like I'm not taking care of myself is mm -hmm. when I feel shame. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not loving myself. Why should you love me? Why should yes. you love me? Why mm -hmm. should God be proud yes. of me? Why, you know what I mean? And so I feel like I want to start to take care of myself. But also, I think my real 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 promise is finding that unconditional self-love yeah for myself yes because i feel like i tend to attach my self-love or how much i love myself to what i'm doing yeah. what i have on the table you know what people think you know what i mean and all these types of things and i'm like well Angelica, you have a great heart yeah. you have a great personality like what, why can't you love yourself for that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like who you are, like in, in your your intention for people and things like that. Yeah. And so I think, I'm, I really want to say I'm at the beginning of my self-love journey. And it's hard to say that on camera. That's yeah. Because people watching are going to be like, oh, she don't love herself. And it feels vulnerable, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yes. But 
I'm definitely at the beginning of my self-love journey. I don't want to cry. Sorry. No. Um, so I just want to go through that journey. Yes. And that's my promise. I've, I've been there. I've been <laughs> yeah. there so many times. And mm. I'm happy because that's where I know it's actually true. And that's where I know you're, you're ready. Like mm -hmm. this right here shows that you're ready. Because a lot of women will say they want self-love, but the work has mm. to has to be consistent. Yeah. You can't just say it now and so yeah. you you this hits deep. This hits yes. deep for you. And we also know as women of trauma, that's something that's mm -hmm. that's it's a it's actually it's actually like we get extra time in the mm. self love department mm -hmm. for us because we deserve it. We need it. You know? Um and I just wanna follow up with saying, if you can at some point. Wait, I, Nene, no. <laughs> it's it's coming on TLC. Oh my God. Okay, listen, All right, okay, say it yet. <laughs> okay. What what I will say though is when you have time, Ange, to make that list of your environment, mm -hmm. if you were to think of yourself as a beautiful blooming, not a flower, but a mm -hmm. garden, but let's start on that flower right now. When you look at your environment, what does need to be picked out? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like and that also means the way you talk to yourself. Like, I don't know what yeah. you say when you look in the mirror and you don't like things, but, but the way you talk to yourself is also, it, it's also very, very painful to your spirit. You know, the, the words, you can definitely, you, there's a difference between saying, oh girl, you know what, tomorrow you're gonna get up and, and, and run an, a couple of extra 30 minutes or something like that versus, girl, my God, you look like trash or you look terrible, what's going, like that talk is very mm -hmm. depleting of the soul. So, so when I say environment, I mean everything. What can, what can you cleanse? And when you can look at that piece of paper and you've really crossed off everything where your soil feels super rich and good, that's when you're going to see the change. And I'd be happy to make that list with you because yeah. yeah. I can, I'm excited. I, I yeah, that yes. Um, for me, the journey of self-love. It's, it's an interesting time in my life because I'm in a, in a new relationship, obviously, and, I, and I'm very careful to not repeat. You know, I don't want our old habits. I don't want any of my old habits in my old relationships so that we have a healthy relationship today. Um, my career is, is booming and busy, but what do I want to be about, you know? So for me, it's identity like identity, not only in my marriage, you know, but also in my personal life and also, like I want it to look the same. I want it to, I don't want to just be on camera and everybody thinks I'm something, but then I'm home mm -hmm. by my personal self. I'm not truly that bold, beautiful, yeah. you know, happy person. Even if I'm going through the process, I want to still be consistent. And then even in my marriage, as we go through our, our first year and, and, and future, I want to be consistent too as we learn. So I want it to match. Because for a while, what you guys saw on the reel was I was fake happy on the reel. At home, I was not taking care of myself. I was super unhealthy. And then dating, I was desperate. Or I was lonely. It was just all the other things. So I, I, for, for self-love, I want to be so bold in my path and so bold in my choices that I am consistent in all three areas of my life so that the fruit I bear is whole in my career trust choices that God gives me he's like okay girl you're ready for this like hand me other opportunities that are that are deserving of this woman who has been bold to herself and in my marriage too like who knows what God has in store for me <laughs> mm -hmm. but you know um, 
Yeah, I, I, I know it, it is. It is a really tender thing to talk about, you guys, because it's yeah. it's up to us. Like these right. things and we're I talking about are up feel to like us. The love of God in this room, because it's so like I'm. It's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. I ain't gonna lie. No, because this, <laughs> like, this conversation, I think that it goes like what we are even feeling in this moment. Like I believe, like everyone watching is gonna experience that, you know, because. There's something so, like when you're, you're sharing about identity, you know, Angie, you're sharing about, like even the vulnerability to say like, no, I'm in the beginning of that Wait, journey. Can, can we no, we're not. Please, <laughs> please. please. Can we get yeah, let's get to I'm like, I was trying to hold it in, love what's just taking place today and uh, we had to take a break <laughs> but I think the beauty of it like it's speaking so much volumes to me because even when it comes to Angie like when we met there is a love I have for her that is not me like it is almost like if God could try to express love for someone because anytime something affects her it it gets to me yes right there and it will be the most random thing like it doesn't matter what it is like there's there's I could feel God's unconditional love for her and I think what this moment even means to me is that you know it reminds me of like even when I'm feeling a certain way about myself how God is looking at me and he's like I feel that same way for you. And you yeah. knowing the timeline of when you began to take that invested mm -hmm. friendship with Angie that absolutely marks that environment. Like when you let, when you let Stephanie in, mm -hmm. and when you begin to receive the things that Stephanie was saying, and the things that she said that didn't match the other things that aren't part of this path you guys are going on. So you probably made some choices there too. That's part of the environment. Yeah. Yes, and, and so I'm proud of that too. I'm I'm excited for that. And the great thing about it, Angie, you, I love what you said just now, which was so real. You said. When you're on the other side, like it's it's great and it, it's clear, but when you're mm -hmm. in it, and then you just broke off because it is it feels that deep. Yeah, mm -hmm. it feels that deep of a plunge. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not great with verses because I didn't read the Bible as good as Stephanie, <laughs> but there's this one verse somewhere in that book mm -hmm. that says something about the body of Christ, and he talks about the arm, mm -hmm. the leg. And, and all the different... How we're all different parts yeah. of the body. Yes, yeah. and you need that. So you're not, you're not meant to do it by yourself. So mm -hmm. that the, the good thing is you have to be aware of all of your other appendages, which is family, friends, environment, people. God works through people. Yeah. And so the more you're keen about that, like I said, about as you become, if you, as you become stronger in your self-love, that self-love will not only know who you are, but it'll know who other people are too. And yeah. so the yeah. choices you make in friendships, like myself, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's a big I mean, thing. Like, ever since we met for that dinner, you have such a light inside. Like, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, oh yeah. I feel like, the same about Angie. When I sat down, I was like, oh my God, I really love her. I want to be friends. Yes. Jeannie is like such a sincere yeah. and authentic person. Like, you, just you, pure. Yes. Oh, thank yes. you. Yeah. Pure. Thank pure you. Pure is the yeah. But I, I am heart. very excited about, mm -hmm. about what, what your taking yourself through and um, you're rubbing off on me too because mm -hmm. 
I want you to see what I talk about and to know who I am so that you call me out. Like I expect friendships to be mm-hmm. accountability. Like I want you to call me out. I want you to say things when I don't seem consistent with who I'm trying to become. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of what I look for now in my tribe, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy as you, as you awaken, that tribe becomes very yeah. Small. smaller. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a beautiful, intimate thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ginny, can you pray just for me? Us? Yes. <laughs> I don't have God words, though. No, That's the thing. No, we, we, none of us have God words. We just have us. Yeah. <laughs> no, whatever is on your heart, but just to even pray, because I truly believe that people are going to watch this, and there's just going to be the power of God that would bring them from that place of shame to self-love. Yeah. And whatever God puts on your heart, that's exactly what we need. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I can do it. Yes, because, because I know, see, because I know, because the thing is, I know my relationship with God, and God knows me, so we laugh all the time, and he's always rolling his eyes at me because I'm still trying to get it right. But when you have people who really know God and who have been, like, in the God world, they laugh at you sometimes when no, you pray or something. Like that's they're just wrong. like, what is she People that like, do that actually are not even close to the God world. Okay, yeah, it's sincerity. It's I mean, there are times that I will be praying and I'm like, Lord, like, you know, let this work out. And when I eat this pizza, please <laughs> let it turn into energy or something. Yeah. <laughs> No, so if anyone would make fun of someone else praying, they have a problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, then I can do that. Just be real. Okay. okay. My brother calls the Lord big homie, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Hi, God. I am so incredibly thankful that, dude, that you hooked this up today. This is so dope. This is so dope. I mean, we're not just talking amongst us in this room right here. We're talking to so many people out there who decided to tune in for a very specific reason because you put this on their heart, God. So thank you. Thank you for making this happen. Um, God, you are so dope in so many ways. You set up our lives. Like, how do you have the time to set up every person's specific life with their specific path and choices so that we could become exactly what you intended us to be? And the process, yes, I'm gonna say right now, we do complain. I know I complain a lot sometimes. I get lost in the in the sauce and I don't know what you're doing. But I do thank you, God, because I trust in you. I trust in your love. And I really trust in your plan that you have in store for us. God, I I'm a needy child, so I'm just gonna ask for not only Stephanie, not only Angie and myself, but for everybody out there. Please keep just keep reminding us through our dreams or through our wake or through our conversations or through our friends or people who come into our lives. Like remind us that you were on the right path. Cheer us on and like let us know that we're 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 we're, you're right, we're right where you have us, where you planned us to be. And for Stephanie's path, I pray that when she looks in the mirror, when she gets up in front of people, when she makes those choices to break those old rules of of diet plans and things like that that haven't worked for her in the past, that you are the one that guides her and you cheer her on and you let her know by seeing the reward just by her reflection and more importantly by the way that she feels that she's doing the right thing, that the numbers and the pounds don't count but it's really just the smiles that she, the number of smiles that she has throughout the day over herself that she realizes she's on the right path. 
And for Angie, I am excited for the dreams and the visions that you're going to give her to let her clear out all of all of the baggage that's in there that's actually not weight. It's actually more just a lot of emotional baggage and, and a lot of um, stress and a lot of things from her past and, and a lot of things that only Angie knows she can clear. But with your help, God, we know you got muscles beyond and you're the one that's going to help her lift that and clear it out, God. So... I just really pray that you keep reminding and cheering Angie on so that she knows you're not only by her side, but everybody else who's in the same boat with her, that we, we're with her and we believe in her. Yeah. And for me, God, I, I thank you for these friends. I thank you for um, this gift of being able to have you to call out to at any time. The Wi-Fi is never low with you. You're always there to answer us. And that you, you hear my heart and you make me the most amazing leader and um, most powerful woman and most, just the most blessed um, human being that I could ever be because that, that, that feeling alone is the greatest gift of life. And I pray for every single person out there who's watching this. I pray that if they're in the same boat, that they understand that you are right there holding them, God. You're holding their hand. You're, you're, you're behind them and that they can do everything through you, God, and to take one step at a time. Just take one step and each step will lead to another and that they absolutely can reach their highest self through you. And thank you for friendship, God, and thank you for being so fly. Amen. 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 That was a good prayer. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, God.